this is John at Ubali Reports. The one podcast provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether domestically or internationally. And with me, as I always got my co-host, is Joe Bitts, former combat Marine who was wounded in Iraq. Ahoy, ahoy. Ray Krause, a Marine who is a retired Marine. And I served three combat tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. So we just want to provide information to America of what's going on in their country. And Today's topic, we'll see how it goes, is should President Biden be reelected? No. And that is a, is a controversial statement because I think you're going to see a lot of people talk about, do you really need another old man in the White House? And that also turns the question of, should Donald Trump run? Yeah, because Donald Trump would be the age that Biden came he, into in his first term. Because yeah, Donald and, Trump will be seventy-eight. Yeah, when he if he gets if he gets if he right. wins in twenty twenty-four, and that's the problem America has. Mm-hmm. You've got two aging individuals running for president. One who's clearly, I mean, you can clearly oh, see yeah. it when he was um, meeting with the Israeli president. Yesterday, it looked like he was falling asleep. Right, he was slurring his words, and then you got Donald Trump, who's a little bit, a lot more energetic, but he's yeah. still he's, older. he's still seventy eight years old. Right. Do we want to go a little bit younger though, like with a Gavin Newsom or a Ron DeSantis? I mean, because right now, how it looks on the GOP side is that Ron DeSantis, even though he might be the prime candidate for something like that. He's not really showing himself when it comes to like debates and uh, Gavin Newsom probably on the Democratic side would be not controllable. Like the Democrats can't tell him what to do. Gavin Newsom would probably march to the beat of his own drum and make America the way he sees a fit. And if that's anything like California, it's going to be a disaster. Well, see, the thing is, there's two dichotomies, what you said with Ron DeSantis. He hasn't really distinguished himself, but it's 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 early. Ron DeSantis is the first time he's been on a national scene. Now, he was a, a U.S. congressman, and he was um, a Florida governor. But if he goes by his record, but right now his polls really haven't merged, moved up or down. Wait, so DeSantis was a U.S. congressman? He was a congressman before he became a U.S. president. For, 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 for Florida or for? for? Florida. Okay, okay. I was a little confused there for no, a second. No, so he... So he he hasn't, I mean, burst out of the scenes, uh-huh. but well, he I thought, hasn't dropped a lot, but he hasn't rised a lot. But also, you got to remember, every time Trump gets indicted, his numbers skyrocket. So he has the, he hasn't, no one's taken the, he takes the oxygen out of the room. The really telltale sign is going to be, now Donald Trump won't be in the Republican debate on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. If Ron DeSantis has a good debate or holds his own against the other Republican contenders, it's going to force some of the ones who can't get traction, can't get money, and it's going to elevate Ron DeSantis a little bit more. But like we're seeing our our former president is getting indicted, and every time he gets indicted, he moves up in the polls. Because I think people are looking at it as like, okay, you keep going after him. This is what Donald Trump has always said. They're coming after me. They're not just coming after me. They're coming after you. Yeah, and it's all—it's really kind of it's laughable at that, too. It's like every time there should be a charge or there should be something against the Biden administration or even Biden family, 
you know, when it comes to why didn't this person get charged? Why didn't this person get charged? Like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to charge Donald Trump again. Well, but look what's magnified. But but look what's happening in Washington today. And this goes back to the the whole issue. What we started this conversation on is should Joe Biden be reelected? And I say no. And you have the situation in the um, in the Congress today where they had whistleblowers get up there and state that they tried to bring felony charges, but they were told they couldn't. Okay, devil's advocate here, okay? Was Biden just dealt a shitty hand? I'm sorry, a, 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 a bad hand. Really? Was, was like, okay, so he came in after the Trump administration. Did he come in and was it just like, um, did he just not have everything he should have been to set up, to set him up for us to be a successful president because he came, he was, he was still in the midst of COVID. Um, you know, there was, there was a big, um, shaking of our economy with COVID. So now you're giving it, passing it off to Biden. You know, he's the new president. Is he getting just dealt a bad hand? Uh, and that's why maybe the economy or maybe that's not why we're doing so well now. Before Joe, I mean, before Ray busts the gut, I can see him about ready to. Presidents come in, you're never going to have a booming economy. You're never going to have peace overseas. You come in, you dealt with the hand you got. Okay. Ronald Reagan came in with the, um, the economy in tatters. We were coming into a recession. You had problems overseas. Mm-hmm. Look what. Um, uh, President Eisenhower came in. He had a stalemated war in Korea. Nixon came in with the um, the Vietnam War. You had Truman. He came in, took office after President Roosevelt was a, um, was died in office. He had a, two ongoing wars: a war in Europe, the war in the Pacific. He had to deal with the post reconstruction of Europe and Asia. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt came in after Hubert Hoover. With the, with the midst of a deep depression. Joe Biden came in. The economy was, was coming back mm-hmm. because we had shut down the economy. Okay. You know, artificially shut it down, not forced shut down because of a recession or any kind of economic calamity like 2008. So they shut down the economy. The economy was coming back. But what Joe Biden did, he overspent money, but he did the first stimulus, the, um, okay. the American Rescue Plan. You had... Um, Larry Summers, who was a Treasury Secretary for Bill Clinton and a senior economic advisor to uh, Barack Obama. Steve Ratner was a senior economic advisor. Both of them said this would spur inflation. He overregulated the economy. He, dere- he shut down American energy independence. So he caused more pain okay. than, I mean, luckily the economy is somehow being resilient, but I don't know how long that can take. Well, can we take a pause for a minute? Because I really want to know what Ray's thinking. Yeah, Ray's about ready to freaking spill. I, I find it inexcusable. I mean, you you elected a man who has fifty years of experience in politics. Mm-hmm. He got in fifty years ago. Fix the problem. Figure it out. You were in D.C. for fifty years. You played the role as a senator. You played the role as vice president. president. Now you're the president of the United States. Inexcusable. Well, because the point that you make is 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 valid. I wrote an article about this prior. To Biden being elected in 2020, mm-hmm. I said, okay, you say you're going to fix these problems. You were a senator when I was in third grade. You were elected in 1972. You took office in 1973. So you were the ones responsible 
for being cozying up to China. Yep. You were responsible for shipping jobs overseas. You were responsible for the tax code. You were responsible for every problem we're dealing with. You were there. Okay. Which, for, which now, is, when it comes to foreign policy, you say you were the expert in the room. Right. Everybody remember Donald Trump is going to take us into war. You we're on the precipice of war with Russia. Mm-hmm. We're being slept, sleepwalked right into. But war. is it is it, is there a way to pull back? Can we get out of this if we do say reelect Donald Trump or we reelect or we elect a Republican in office? Well, there's two things that need are we to coming happen. are we coming back from the precipice of war? Are we kind of like there's walking a, it back a little there's bit? There's a couple things. If we elect Donald Trump now, as much as people want to bemoan Donald Trump, he was unpredictable. And when you're unpredictable, leaders don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. And when he did act, remember, he killed Ab- Bag- um, Abu no, Baghdadi, yep. which everybody condemned. The one that they really condemned they thought it was, was Qasem Soleimani. Yep. And what people fail to remember is, I think it was in 2017 or 2018, he killed 250 um, Wagner Group members. Mm-hmm. These are the Russian mercenaries, and Putin didn't do anything because he would have had to admit the Russian mercenaries in um, Syria. So he did, and then China didn't really move. You notice now. Look at all the moves China's making. John Kerry went to China, came back with nothing. The, the Commerce Secretary, her emails were hacked by China, and they still went. So he's showing this sign of weakness. And that begets conflict. Is it, History's ripe for that. Is it coincidental or is it maybe just a little odd that, say, you know, the dealings that Hunter Biden has been doing, one with Russia, Ukraine, and China, and yet we're at odds with them in a sense. Is it kind of like maybe are we kind of pulling our punches or is there like something going on in the back where we should be harder or more restrictive when it comes to these areas, but we're not because of the administration? A lot of it is Joe Biden was supposed to rebuild some of our alliances, supposed to rebuild some of our (laughs) relationships with countries. It's not what you do once you get into the conflict. The goal is you to prevent a conflict from arising. Winston Churchill once said, once war starts, wars evolve and metastasize into many different levels. Yeah. And Joe Biden didn't do anything. He, you know, canceled the Keystone XL. He gave Russia back the um, Nord Stream 2. Mm-hmm. He, remember, prior to uh, Russia going into Ukraine, he said, I'm not going to arm the Ukrainians because I'm not going to inflame. Then he made the offhanded comment, well, Russia can do a minor incursion and that won't be a, a game changer. So he gave conflicting signs of weakness. And Putin wasn't acting irrationally. He was just going by what he saw, and he saw weakness in Joe Biden, considering he was vice president under Barack Obama when they gave a very lukewarm response to them going into the Crimea. Now, I mean, a good question I have. Actually, go ahead, Ray. So Kenneth Edward Casey said Donald Trump's unpredictability while in office did not affect world leaders whatsoever. I would disagree because China didn't do what the the um, the threatening provocative moves are doing now, and Russia didn't go into Ukraine. And remember, like I said earlier, Russia. I mean, Trump bombed the crap out of the Wagner Group, 
decisively. And it sent a message, don't mess with the United States because when we do act, we're going to act decisively. And then you got the Europeans to spend more on defense, which they're not doing. Like Germany right now, the largest economy in Europe, is their military is non-deployable. And for those who don't know what that means is they can't send their military anywhere because they're not military ready for any type of conflict if it arises. So they're relying on the United States to do to do their do their public um, for their for their security. Hey, John, something Gray's got something a little something for you. So this is a little bit better. Adam Grant, sixty three, said, "Wow, you're well informed and have a great approach. Thinking of all the stuff Americans don't." Yeah, and that's exactly. Well, no, I appreciate that- it because the the goal of of the United States is not to get into a conflict, is to prevent a conflict from arising. And that could come in many different ways. It could be using our economic power, our political power, but also in the 90s, Republicans pushed it and Bill Clinton signed it, is they got rid of a public relations firm or uh, entity in the State Department. In 2002, there was an earthquake in Iran. The Iranians reluctantly allowed U.S. forces to go in to give humanitarian relief because they were overwhelmed. We should have been broadcasting that to the Iranian people. Well, this is what we're doing. Like, take COVID. COVID killed over 70,000 Iranians. The Iranian government is cozying up to China. We should be pumping information into Iran saying, do you know your government is cozying up to China, the one country that sent a virus around the world that killed 70,000, including your family members? Well, if I can also maybe kind of tack on what Adam Grant's saying is, though, I mean, he's saying stuff not necessarily pertaining to the subject, but also your ability. And maybe you can kind of go into a little bit of Ubaldi reports on why, you know, you do provide the information you do and, you know, how well informed you are. Well, that's because I, I try to read, but I try to always read from both sides to get different perspectives. But I also just want to put the information out. I don't expect people to agree with everything I say, and I don't want them to. What I want people to do is have debate so we can solve these problems so we don't get into these situations. Like I've always mentioned on education, Jill Biden has got a Ph.D. in education. But why do we have 92% of 13-year-old Black children can't re- do math to grade level. Mm-hmm. So I want people to discuss this so we can – we should have the number one educational system in the world. We should have a lot of things that are better than where we are right now. Oh, but why don't we? Mm-hmm. I want people to have different ideas like when it comes to Social Security. Social Security is going to be broke in 10 years by 2033. No, we have to so why don't we have board. ideas so we can def- – so we can have – an open discussion. How do we make it solvent, not just for our children, but our grandchildren and great-grandchildren and beyond? All right. So Rip Lipper 5506 said, how can you call Biden weak and not Trump after Trump sided with Russia about bounties on U.S. soldiers? That was false. That was that was never – that was, even um, General McKenzie, who was a CENTCOM commander during that time, he stated that – there was no actionable intelligence, and that was rebuked just, I think, a year or two ago that that never happened, never, there was no evidence to support that claim. 
but the media ran with it and even made it into a presidential debate. So that was there was no evidence to back that statement up. All right, hold on. Now, Sheep Buntet, hopefully I got that right, said, because investment in schools is worse in these areas because we rely too much on property tax to fund schools, at least in Texas. Okay, not necessarily because in a couple weeks, probably at the end of this month, most likely in the, in, the, in August, we're going to have an expert on issues regarding education. And that question will come up because we brought it up before. Mm -hmm. His name is Lance Christensen, and he works for an educational nonprofit. So when it comes to that, we'll put it out way in advance. So th I hope that person comes comes on, and that person can ask Lance Christensen that question to make sure why is it is that is that a valid question or not? So hold that question for a couple of weeks, and we'll get that going. I was kind of aware of that when we. I mean, we're kind of breaking off into the education here a little bit, but and we did want to discuss that last week. Technical difficulties, but <laughs> going with that, I mean, the the district or the the area does kind of the taxes do contribute to the school, so why not? that is probably a good reason why some schools are more successful than others because of the, of the demographic. But the, also demogra there's also, you know, there's fundraising. There's, um, there's a lot of fun. Like there's a lot of fundraising. Uh, I know like, so, um, okay. If I were to go to the school, that's literally right across the street, you know, they're going to be like, Hey, here's this piece of paper, Go or they're gonna have like a fun run where people get to sponsor the kids, or they're gonna ha have give you a piece of paper tell you buy chocolate or popcorn or or something. Where the school that my daughter goes to now, which is a, in a little bit more of a a better area, yeah. I mean, it's like it's basically, hey, parents, you want your kids not to dress in their school uniform? Give them a dollar. Um, like this year we prepaid for all that you know by we gave a certain amount of money to say here so and that's how they're doing their fundraising they're not putting the burden on the children of any sort to that's do usually that above and beyond a lot of the school districts they base it on where the needs are going it depends where the need where the money goes as well because you can take fund one area and one area spends it on certain things that this other area doesn't have to spend it on mm -hmm. so the but and a lot of things i know we there's a lot of other things you got to look at. You got to look at education. I know during the pandemic, when your kids were home, you got to be able to get tutors. Yeah. Some of these parents no. don't have the opportunity, don't yeah. have the funding. But the thing is, where does all the money go? Mm -hmm. Like we spend eight hundred billion dollars a year from the federal, state, and local level. This is from the U.S. De um, Department well, of the U.S. What, Census Bureau. From what we uh, maybe like surmise is that all the money is actually going into the higher up area when it comes to school board members Correct. and like the facility and stuff like that. And they're using uh, they're using an old effect, using an old trickle down effect where, you know, after all this money is spent and taken care of, the schools will get it next. You know, I know that like my daughter is a teacher personally. Uh, she is making an a decent amount in the area that she is going to be working in. However, she needs to put a list on Amazon and ask family members and friends and stuff like that and put it out there on Facebook saying, hey, help me out 
and you know help me provide for that because well, no, they're still not providing enough for the teachers to do that. A lot that. of it is it's not just trickle down. It's 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 it just gets it comes down from the top. I know that sounds like trickle down, but too much money is wasted in the administrative state. That's just like college. Why college costs so much money? Is because money goes to the administrative side mm-hmm. more than it goes to the academic side, and that needs to change. That's why when they were talking about when President Biden talks about forgiving student loan debt, he was rebuked by the Supreme Court, and now he's going to spend another thirty-nine billion or around that. And I still think that's going to be illegal because he doesn't have the authority to forgive that. But before we get to that, which I know you were going, is. When they passed the, the um, Obamacare, this rider went with it. President Obama stated it would save taxpayers $200 billion. Mm-hmm. Well, it cost the taxpayers over a trillion dollars yeah. because they never fixed the problem. They just let the college and university spend the way they want, and they let the, the, the federal government will be the arbitrator of all student loans. I would think privatizing the schools would just be be the best benefit. I think if you took the school system out of, like, say, the, the government hand or the county or, or that, and you put them into, like, a private type of um, area, you're going to see America climb in education to probably number one because um, they would do more of like a different approach when it comes to like schools overseas where they're like, not everybody here in this class is going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. And they're going to be like, you're going to be more towards this. You're more towards that. And they're going to start splitting kids off. They will. But you also have, this is where parents should have a choice where their kids go to school. Let let the schools compete with each other. Parents knows know where the good schools are, but they're going back to the original um, point of this whole podcast: is should Joe Biden be elected? But when it comes to school choice, he's against school choice. But he had choice to send his children to a private school. If you had to vote for somebody other than Biden, who would be the most likely? next candidate to come into that spot that would make you feel a bit more comfortable than hopping into the like running for president like you you're you're like let's just pretend in a magical world that john is a democrat and he you know he sees how bad things are for biden what would your pick okay, the be? pick i would choose if i had to choose any democrat right now anybody the Democrat bench is so weak. Yeah. Okay. The one person I would choose would be Joe Manchin. Okay. <laughs> the only reason why of who they have right now because their bench is depleted. Yeah. If you look at the, the Democratic Party now, it's very progressive. They want to be even more progressive than Joe Biden is. The reason I said Joe Manchin, even though he went along with some of the things Joe Biden did, like the Infa- Inflation Reduction Act. Um, the American Rescue Plan. He's still more of a moderate compared yeah. to where Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, is. What's your feelings on Kennedy then? Kennedy is. Um, I go back and forth. He has some ideas I do agree with, but there's some things I don't agree with, and he still has that that government is the solution instead of the private sector is the solution. Let the private sector thrive. Meaning, because right now what they do, and Republicans are no, no different on this, but not as bad as Democrats. They all try to curb big business, 
but they end up hurting small business. Small bit. You met. You let. Screw corporate America. Mm-hmm. You help small business. That's sixty percent of the the jobs in America. Sixty percent of all Americans work for a small business. Yeah. Fifty employers are left, but because of the regulation and the regulatory burden and the high energy costs and the 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 things that this Green New Deal stuff isn't working. And it's making small businesses' costs go up. You help small business, you help America. So let's kind of go in a little bit of a grand world. And it's there's kind of been like rumors milling around. What are, what are your views if like Trump, say Kennedy did go to toe-to-toe with Biden, was not successful, and Trump kind of just turns around and says, hey, Kennedy, won't you be my running mate? Now, is that sending a bigger message to America saying it's not about left or right? This is about coming together and doing what's right for America. Do people change their minds if that thing, if something like that happens? That could be the only problem with that is uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. would have to be a Republican. Is there something in the Constitution that... It's not the Constitution. It's just that when the parties came for form, there's no party... But it's Donald Trump. He's running for president. He can do whatever he just, wants. Just he, give that time. Democratic Party's looking to kick out RFK. The reason is because... He, he, what if he runs as an independent? Would that be a little Donald bit different? Donald Trump can pick whoever he wants yeah. for, for vice president. But that vice president would have to be nominated and accepted by the party mm-hmm. at the party convention. Oh, uh, Okay. But, but, like but that would even send a, a better, bigger message to the Republican side, too, saying that, I mean, he's not looking for, if, I mean, if, no, if, if he did do this, he's he's looking for America to come together. That, that doesn't, that, that, shouts, un, other, that, but that other, shouts unity more than anything. There's right there. other things he could do beyond just picking um, Robert, Robert Kennedy Jr. He could pick Tim Scott. There's other individuals that he could show, hey, we want... A different direction. We want to be different. So we there's other there's other people we he can choose. Ray's got something. Tim Schmidt said, "That's funny since the GOP bench is non-existent because of Trump morons backing him." I would disagree. I would. I mean, when you say there's no bench, what are you considering? What other you than got, Trump? Other who, than Trump, uh, you got DeSantis. You got Mike Pence. You got. There's so many candidates out there. Didn't Pence kind of shoot himself in the foot he with that with, with that Tucker Carlson well, interview? But whatever the reason, he shot himself. Whatever. But right now, the Republicans have a far deeper, far more diverse bench than the Democratic Party has. I mean, if you look at the Democratic Party, okay, Gavin Newsom, the first thing they're going to look at is his state. His state's $33 billion in debt. They have 30% of all homelessness in America is in California. I got a brother that lives out there. I still follow California politics. Education, they're at the almost at the bottom. Their infrastructure's at the bottom. Tell me what metric they're doing well at. They have the greatest income inequality of any state in the country. So when they say the Republicans don't have a deep bench, I go, show me what Republican. Where's the where what don't you see in some of these candidates? So going into the this upcoming election, are people just going to vote for Biden for the same reason they did it before because he's not Trump? It depends how this goes because in 2020, Biden was the challenger, so he didn't have to – he could campaign from his basement. This time, he is the president. So he, we, But he's not campaign, campaigning. He's not campaigning. Why? But, That's scary. 
Because I think they want to. They, they're afraid he may make gaffes. He's not energetic. Okay, so okay, but but going back to the original part that I'm saying is issues are going to come up, and they want people. They, people want to hear their president. And right now, we're Democrats are a little nervous because he has he set up his campaign headquarters in Delaware, but he's only had four staff members. Mm-hmm. So so is it all for show? There's I some, don't know. There, okay, so there's a little some things I've seen going on on TikTok, and that's kind of like my main focus is that I hear things off social media. I kind of bring them to you on the forefront, and they're they're trying they're kind of they're trying to say that there is not going to be a 2024 election. No, there's going to be a 24 election. Now, um, okay, so is there something to say if Biden doesn't campaign and the night of the election Biden wins? Is there something, is there a fix in somewhere or is there something to be questioned about the well, validity people, of the election? People will, right now, people are always going to question the validity of the election. They're all, the problem I see with our election is. We have this, we don't have election week, we have election months. Mm-hmm. Like in 2020, they were voting in September. I got it, people want to vote by absentee, but I think you you can't vote two months before the election starts. But it, did, didn't Trump say he was going to pull the same thing that the Democrats are doing well, with ballot harvesting? But with ballot harvesting? That's anyway. the argument now. Republicans are starting to say, we got to do what the Democrats do. We got to do ballot harvesting. We got to encourage our our well, at least, supporters to go out and vote early. At least level a playing field and do the same thing they're doing. I know exactly. we're trying to be like we're above that. But if the if the legal rules are there, then you got to do what the legal rules tell you you can do. And you know, as soon as tr- Donald Trump thinks about doing it, they're going to try to shut it down. So which but might see, which where, might be something he wants to do okay, anyway. But see, once the rules are set in motion. That's where the that's where Donald Trump's legal team to me was legal malpractice. Mm-hmm. Once they started to change the rules, the courts and the states, that's when they should have set the legal challenges. That you can't change the rules midstream. Once the rules are set, you can't change them. Doesn't matter a pandemic or not. You can't put the Constitution in a drawer. And people go, well, the pandemic was different. South Korea voted during the middle of a pandemic and they didn't change their rules because of a pandemic go ahead i i i do support that uh max maxa h um said no we do not encourage them to cheat and be scumming deb tactics are not how we play it would be worse no just play by the rules that each state sets forth Mm mm-hmm yeah, but there's no need to, you know, riot and do all that No, stuff you don't need stuff. to do all that stuff. And nope. it's appalling that you should do all that. Yeah. It, it, but it, the, it, if it, the rules are you can do this, then follow the rules. All right. So uh, that is the show for today. Uh, do you got anything else uh, we want to bring up before we take off? No, that's it. It's, it's going to be a big issue between should Joe Biden be um, – should be run for re-election. The right. Democrats got to make that decision because they're so tied to him. Feel free to uh, email us about a topic uh, that you're interested in or you would like to hear more about. And John, how can you go ahead and do that? Yeah, they can go to Ubaldi reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi reports at gmail.com. Or you can put any information in all our social media pl- uh, platforms at twi- uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram and others. You can view Previous shows we've done on various uh, all the various um, uh, 
podcast um, platforms like Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all the like. And check us out. Let us know what you think and keep following Ubaldi Reports. And our goal is to do this five days a week because there's always a lot to talk about, especially as we gear up for this presidential race. But before we go, I'll let's let Joe and Ray talk about things that they're doing with American Gunslinger. All right. We do have all American Gunslingers. Uh, we do have a new podcast coming, or we do have a new episode coming out in the next couple uh, hours or so. Uh, if you want to go ahead and take a listen, you go ahead at all American Gunslingers on all social media. And you can also email us at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. Stay tuned for the website. And um, it was a real S show today. So we will be more than happy for you to check it out. <laughs> yeah, and think, and also think, I thank for all the commenta- commentators, whether you agreed or not, it doesn't matter. We just put the information out and get try to get the best um, things for our country to make move our country forward. So keep following you, Baldy Reports. All right. Uh, stay on TikTok. Okay.